You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, if you mock Aaron Rodgers' belt celebration, certain doom is to follow. So why then are guys so slow to learn? A recap of our trip to Lambeau Field for the oldest rivalry in the NFL, Bears-Packers. Andy Poland on the state of the Cowboys versus the Wolfskins. Not a good day at FedEx Field. Plus the reason why groups never admit they were wrong. Your 40-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, December 14, 2021. Thank you for downloading back after our late night visit to Lambeau Field and Bears and Packers. A highly entertaining game. In fact, first game in the history of the NFL's accurately recorded era, which goes back to somewhere in the 50s, I think I read, in which there was five touchdowns of 35 or more yards in a single quarter. That was the wild second quarter. And then the second half just saw the Packers turn it on and bury the Bears yet again. We had a great time. I am still a little bit cold from the experience. I, of course, botched my outdoor stadium where I really did not think, okay, what do I need here to be comfortable in 35 degree weather, 35, 32, something like that. Light winds. I had a smorgasbord of layers plus some under armor, warm underwear, but it was not enough. Next time I'm definitely going to wear the full on ski pants with the bib and the overalls and several layers and a big, thick, oversized hooded sweatshirt and a jacket on top of that and some orange hunting gloves, and a giant, you know, Russian fur trader hat. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come prepared next time. I will have no shame. The bleachers at Lambeau Field are wonderful. They're quaint. They're old school. They're also a total joke because there's no lines that say, well, here's here's the space for your ass, and you can't kick somebody out of the line for your ass. It's just a number. And so when it came time to sit down, which we didn't sit down for a good part of the first quarter, which I actually felt bad about because there were people behind me that were sitting and couldn't see. And I'm like, I kind of turn around like, I, look, I, I would sit, but I, I can't because, you know, the six rows in front of me, they're all standing up. But when you sit down, you know, there's no, 
there's no definition of where your ass real estate begins and ends. And of course, when we finally did sit down, I mean, we were jammed shoulder to shoulder, like squeezed in as tight as couch cushions at grandma's house. But hey, that's just part of the experience. Had a great time. Uh, thank you for everybody who said hi to us. The great Aaron Nagler from Cheesehead TV was with us, and he got spotted and recognized and took photos with him. Uh, people did multiple times, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. I was like, eh, that's the first time I've been around somebody who's getting more pictures than me. I'm not sure I like this. Egomaniac. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, we had a great time. Uh, Packers win. Uh, Bears still suck. Oh, my God. The nightmare, if you're a Bear fan, like our friend Dolph who went with us, it just, it boggles the mind. The nightmare continues, but will it actually ever end? Is this it? I asked Dolph, I said, do you think this will be, like Don Henley once sang, the last worthless evening you'll ever have to spend hoping Aaron Rodgers does not cut your hearts out? The answer is not sure yet, because next year is a beautiful mystery, as Rodgers said this past offseason, less than a year ago. But that's next year. Let's focus on this year. Since 2011, Rodgers has 22 touchdowns and a passer rating north of 140 in five Sunday night football appearances against Chicago at Lambeau Field. 22 touchdowns over five games since 2011 against the Bears and a passer rating north of 140. Oh, my. And four touchdowns on Sunday night, including the dagger, which was Devontae Adams, who just annihilated poor Jalen Johnson one-on-one for the finishing touchdown. Devontae Adams is going to make so much money as the best wide receiver in football this coming winter. It's a joke. Speaking of jokes, the Packers special teams. Unbelievable joke. One of the worst special teams nights I think most people say they've ever seen with just with six inexcusable what are you doing mistakes. A 97-yard punt return by the Bears for a guy who was bottled up in the corner of the field on the coverage. 97 yards. Nobody returns punts anymore. They lost an onside kick late. They lost a muffed punt. It was called back by flag. They shanked a punt. They shanked a kickoff. They tried to field a kickoff of the four-yard line that was going out of bounds. What are you doing? As Mike Shanahan once screamed, what are you doing? And yet, Mo Drayton, the offensive, uh, or excuse me, the uh, special teams coordinator, will not be fired. Said head coach Matt LaFleur, he is not considering a change at all at that position. Must be nice, right? So in other words, what would it take to get fired? Tying up all the Lombardi trophies the Packers have with a rope, tying them to your bumper, and then doing laps around Lambeau Field? Would that do it? This is still the Achilles heel of this franchise. And it's a beautiful, pristine, Tiffany's caliber franchise in the NFL. But it's not without flaws. And it's niceness, it's unwillingness to say, we, we got to do better. Well, you know, what's what good is that going to do, firing Mo Drayton? I don't know. Do it and find out. 
it might improve. Maybe he's not getting the message across. Maybe you fire him just to shake things up, just to make sure the players understand there is accountability, players and coaches. But if you can have a night that bad with your special teams, where many of the mistakes were indeed mental and and could be coached out of them, you would think. I guess it's really good to be Mo Drayton. In fact, uh, uh, I believe one of the beat writers for the Packers said in the headline, "Teams are a da- special teams are a disaster, but there's no sense in firing Mo Drayton. No sense. So what would it take exactly? On a side note, why are muffs not advanceable? This, to me, is the dumbest rule. I don't, I don't get it. Muffs should be advanceable. Onside kicks should be advanceable. No reason. There's no compelling sort of concept, in my opinion, that would say, yeah, we can't let them do that because that'd be unfair. Catch it or not. Recover it or not. And if you don't, you better watch out. The other team could take it all the way. Players keep mocking the belt. What are you doing, you dummies? Here's the list of guys who have mocked the belt. By the way, uh, Robert Quinn, the latest to do it. 0-0 game. Rodgers gets sacked. Does the discount double check. Belt celebration. Ha, ha, ha. I sacked you dance. Oh, no, you didn't, said Bear fans. Packers win the game 45-30. to 30. Earlier this year, Robert Quinn for the Bears in the first meeting, up 7-0, did the belt celebration. Packers win 24-14. Chandler Jones, Cardinals, leading 7-0. Packers go on to win 24-21. Jamal Adams, Packers up 3-0 against the Seahawks. They go on to win 17-0. And I think that streak goes back even further in time. It's just a dumb thing to do. Sack Aaron Rodgers, pump your fist. Do a little shimmy shake. Whatever you do, don't do the belt. Who wants a little thing called stat of the day? Anybody? Bueller? 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 Stat of the day. Did you know that Justin Herbert, quarterback, Los Angeles Chargers, has 30 touchdowns passing this year through 13 games. Sure to rack up another 10, I'd say. Easy. Last year, he had 31. He's the first player in NFL history to open his career with back-to-back 30 touchdown seasons. Behold! Your stat of the day. And I need to go back and look at Redskin quarterbacks slash Washington football team quarterbacks. I can't remember the last time they had a guy throw for 30 touchdowns in a year. That's how long it's been. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get to our guy, Andy Poland. Hello. Hello, Andy. From all reports, it was ugly at FedEx. (laughs) And now some of the finger pointing afterwards I saw on social media. In fact, somebody tried to blame somebody other than Dan Snyder, and I guess uh, Steve Buckhans lost his mind. Yeah, it was Jack Kent Cook. Yes, Yes, that's right. (laughs) Said something about, about Jack Kent Cook. Um, yeah, I mean, you you can, though, make a case that a lot of the trouble does date back to Jack Kent Cook. Um, I think that uh, if, if you look at how that stadium was built and how it was thrown up in the period of time that it was and right. where it is, you, you can't lay that at the feet of Dan Snyder. That was no. done by Jack Kent Cook. No, you can't. But as recently as, say, 2010, they were able to fill that thing before they gouged out huge chunks of the upper deck. And while opposing fan bases would always account for upwards of 30% perhaps of the fans, I heard it was a 60-40 split, roughly speaking, cowboy fans on Sunday. Not only that, the announced crowd was 61,000, which is only up about 10,000 from what they've been getting. it? Yeah. I thought it was a sellout. Well, no, I don't think it what's was a, a sellout. sellout anymore at FedEx Field. Do you know the well, number? Uh, yeah, well, here's this is what was really stunning to me because I remember the days when it was ninety plus when yes. Joe Gibbs came back. Do you know what capacity is now? This was a story in the Washington Times last week. 68? You know what capacity? Six sixty-seven thousand, which which means they they ripped out about twenty-three thousand, twenty-four thousand seats. I mean, that's like a stadium. It's like they took Audi Field, which seats about 20-plus, and took that whole stadium out of FedEx Field. Wow. You know, I'm looking at Wikipedia. They claim that 82,000 is the current capacity. Uh, not that's, according to this, what I saw. That's Wikipedia. What yeah. the uh, well, Washington way, Times reported Friday was 67. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. And the fact they only got 61, and the fact that it was 60% Cowboy fans, Jesus Christ. God. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it, when uh, uh, Mari Cooper caught the touchdown pass, the first touchdown that uh, the Cowboys scored, and I heard loud Coop oh, through the TV. God. I thought, oh my, this is not a home field yeah. advantage. So the Cowboys bring their own benches. <laughs> I yeah. cannot believe that. <laughs> that is a next level sort of thing. And what got me to thinking was, so I guess teams have total sovereignty over their own bench area? You know, that I don't know. Uh, according to the report, the Seahawks told the Cowboys, yeah, those those benches that they provided for They don't us, work. They, yeah, they go out from time to time. So the Cowboys contacted a company in Cleveland 
didn't ship them in from Dallas. And I guess they slapped the Cowboys logo on them and put them on the sidelines. <laughs> the, the other thing that they did, uh, and, and I don't know why anybody would buy one of these shirts, but in the team store at the stadium for every game, they print up T-shirts. Just with, for the game, right. Yeah, with, with the Washington helmet logo on one side, which is just a plain helmet, but double zero numbers on it. Uh, and then on the other side, the helmet logo of the other team. Well, there wasn't a T-shirt this time because the Cowboys refused to turn over their logo to have T-shirts made. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, of course, there was a fight involving a uh, uh, a practice squad guy for Washington that you know got Dak involved, and then Lael Collins got kicked out for defending his quarterback. So I guess there was some spice there. But, I mean, 24 nothing. 27-8, it was a ass-whooping by the Cowboys. Well, it, it, it was, but uh, then, you know, you get a pick six when it's 27-14. to 14. Oh, at the very end, it was like, holy shit, what's going yeah. on here? <laughs> it's like you got, you got one finger on the button to go to the red zone channel, and then, whoa! What was that? Right. So uh, that that got him back in momentarily. Uh, and had uh, Kyle Allen been able to complete a, like a 30-yard pass uh, to keep a drive, you know, into Cowboys territory, that might have been interesting. But the pass was dropped. And then on the next play, he fumbled. And that was so what happened to Heineke? I know he had a shit game. Stats were yeah. terrible. He got hurt or he got benched? Uh, mostly hurt, I think. Uh, I think it was just like, you know, it just wasn't his day, but he, he first, he hurt his elbow and he came out for a play and then Kyle Allen came in and, you know, Kyle Allen is coming off the ankle injury and Heineke is the one who can run well on his one play in the game. He ran for 10 yards and then Heineke smartly, you know, he's not going to let anybody take his job. If he, if he can prevent it comes running back in and, and continued in the game. I guess the elbow was okay though. They were seen working on it at one point. And then uh, I guess in the fourth quarter, he took a hit, went down and they were working on his knee, but he says that's fine and he should be ready to go Sunday. So we'll see. It ensured that the Washington football team slash Redskins will play three starting quarterbacks for the fourth consecutive year. And they have now a 31-year streak of uh, not winning 11 games, which is the longest in the NFL. Oh, I didn't even think about that. The Magic yeah. 11 is now washed down the river. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. <laughs> and they had an extra game to get to 11 this year. Still yep. couldn't do it. Well, I mean, seven losses. Yep. It's just so bleak. I was texting with a couple of diehards, my boy, one account Rhodes, who you know well as mm -hmm. well as uh, the felt father, I call him. Uh, <laughs> big Redskin fan, re prefers to remain semi-anonymous. Um, and they were just despondent. Because I sent the the article link that said, with more Cowboy fans in attendance than Reds or than Washington fans, I said, is this accurate? Because I was driving a Lambeau field on Sunday. I didn't see the game, not very well. Mm -hmm. I saw snippets of it. And they go, yeah. And what followed was just uh, such hopeless negativity my boy Rhodes he says I think there's a shot we lose the team no no how does that happen he says I seriously think we're going to lose the team there's been no progress on a stadium deal not even a murmur none of the surrounding metro areas even want it we don't even know how it's getting paid for and there's another team within 45 miles fans have rebelled other cities are dying for a team yeah, but that that means that that Dan Snyder moves them there because he's not selling. 
Well, I I don't know. Oh no, he's not. You don't. The NFL what, right now. You, you don't think Dan Snyder would keep the team and move it somewhere else, a la Bill Bidwell? I don't think so. I do, you I don't do think, so. think so. No, you don't think don't. so. In no. years past, you would have balked at that saying. Not in a million years. Now it's a. I don't think so. Well, yeah, there, there is this <laughs> this one side of it. He gets out of town. He gets away from people who hate his guts. Yes, and at least momentarily, wherever he goes, he'll be embraced. But I mean, where where is Art, he going? I well, Art Modell with the Browns hated. Yeah, got out yeah. of Dodge. George yeah. Shin with the Hornets in Charlotte got mm-hmm. out of Dodge. He was hated. Um, St. Louis would be the clear and present danger. Oh, two-time loser. Come on. Really? Uh, Andy, it's all about building a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, he, could build, he could build where he is. You know, he, he, he's got the land there. He could just rebuild in, in Landover. <laughs> with his own money? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that... that <laughs> His own money for the same shit location where he has the current piece of shit. Yeah, but you could build build a small boutique stadium there. You could build it so that it's it's just for people who who want, you know, that. You could you could build a a nice fifty thousand seat stadium right there. Yeah. Um it just seems like the fans hate the organization so much that all that is left is super diehards that the casual fans are completely gone at this point. Right. Well, you know, if, if they make the playoffs, there's, there's that bump on that, but they're, they're right now so far away from being a, a championship contender. Right. Uh, the, all they have is the plucky lad who uh, goes out there and tries to run around and make plays like he's in his backyard. But yeah. until you have one of those Aaron Rodgers gemstones, you're not really in the discussion for anything, really. Did you go to the game? I did not. Are you going to go to a game? Only if I have to, because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the, the the last game that I went to was a Monday night game against the Bears in 2019, and only because my cousin, who's a big Bears fan and lives Insisted. in Chicago. And, and makes one road trip a year said, you know, I'm bringing a friend I'd like to go. And so I got suite tickets from the station and uh, we went and sat in the suite and watched a terrible game uh, with, you know, 50,000 people in the stands max. And, uh, you know, it's just nothing. It's just nothing that you really would want to do. I like, I do like watching the games on television. I watch every game start to finish as I always have. Congratulations, Andy. But no, uh, going to the stadium is not what I consider to be a pleasurable experience. What do you think the new name's going to be? We're getting closer and closer week by week, you know. It's going to end quickly. I'm hoping they stay with the Washington football team. Really? Yeah. Because? Because... Uh, I, I thought Tony said this, Tony Cornelius said this well several months ago. I think it makes sense. Any name that they have will always be compared to Redskins. So if you have this name, uh, this is like, you know, the laundry bag name. It's the it's the generic name. And, you know, it just stays. And those of us who are fans of the Redskins will always remember that team as as the Redskins. And I think Washington football team will be fine. Yeah, I, there's there's a certain logic in that, in which mm. any new name, no matter how well focus grouped it was, right. or how slick the logo may be, 
it's going to be reviewed as another failure. You're piling mm-hmm. a second failure on top of the first failure in the eyes of a good chunk of the fans. Be it mm-hmm. the Red Wolves, the Commandos, the Red Tails, the Generals, the Husker News. Right. It's going to suck. And everything they've done, they've botched. Have they done anything well? No. Uh, not and, a goddamn and, thing. And they and they took something that was almost unscrew-upable and made they screwed it, it up. just... Yeah, the, the, the Sean Taylor retirement thing was just a complete disaster, and I, I, I really was was surprised by Jason Wright, who you know had all this time, talked to a lot of people, uh, left no stone unturned, and just turned out this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean the NFL couldn't force Snyder out at some point, though. Well, that that might be interesting, but just because uh, he survived for now doesn't mean he'll survive everything right, but, all the time. But, but you have a, a guy who's a serial sewer, and you also have thirty-one other owners who may have skeletons in their closet, sure. which, if if Snyder is pushed, will be happy to expose. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how's the seventeen-week schedule treating you? <sighs> you know, it, it it feels almost like a baseball season, in that you can have teams like. Seattle, Kansas City, Tampa. They can go through like a three or four bad week stretch. And then when you need to turn it on in December, they look raring to go. Now, yesterday, Tampa almost blew it, but they found a way to, to pull that out at the end. But uh, it, it, to me, it feels too long. But And it's only complain- one It's only one extra game. Right. I and agree. Complaining What's- you do isn't going to do any good because we're going to have 18 games before you know it. What's, what's jamming my radar is that I don't know what 10 and 3 means right now. Right. Like, what does right. 10 and 3 mean? Because the end point, it doesn't calculate as easily in my brain, which has been 25 plus years of 16, 16, 16 is the end denominator. So 10 and 3, you're like, oh, shit, they're probably going to be 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah. And and I think we're, we're not far away from having a Super Bowl where like two Taylor Heineke level quarterbacks start. Because the, the the level of attrition is is you know is high now the studs are still hanging in there and they protect the, the quarterbacks and all that but you know you, you just look around the league and see who's playing now especially for the teams that are you know out of it they're barely NFL level players yeah no it's uh, it's definitely tough if you got a guy that's good I'd recommend highly to hang on to him which is what I've been urging Packer fans uh, to start getting their mind around with the Rodgers but who knows. Maybe he'll yeah. be available this offseason. All right, so uh, one last thing on the NFL. Did you see the Rex Ryan foot <laughs> comments on ESPN? Yeah. I did, I did. What yeah. do you make? This, here, here, here's the audio if you have looking. Heard. Rex, what do you think? Listen, I'm a toe expert. Um, <laughs> let's just say this. There ain't nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. Come on. Ryan Clark does the fake walk-off. This, of course, for the Rex Ryan foot fetish video that came mm-hmm. out 10 years ago prior to the playoffs and when he was the head coach of the Jets and actually going toe-to-toe with Belichick a few times. And then Wes Welker joked about it and then yep. got suspended, not suspended, but he got Bench. benched, benched for a half because Belichick's yeah. like, look, even though this guy's a tool, we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, And I thought he'd be kind of like laughed out of the league after that but he he was on a pretty good role as a coach at that point and the, he has his moments on tv i must say uh i think in large doses i get tired of him but occasionally he'll make me chuckle yeah all right uh on the basketball front 
I cannot believe this narrative that's forming about Mark Turgeon being oh, echoed yeah. up the food chain as high as one Richard Vital. Oh, it's terrible what the fans have done to Turgeon. He's a good coach. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? As, as many games as Vital has done in this area, especially when the Maryland-Duke rivalry was hot, does, does he not have understand, an understanding that this is not Lexington, Kentucky? That, 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 that you know, that, that he was not <laughs> – he was not run out of. Town. I know, and he had plenty of time to do something. There, there is, there is a fan. There is a a base of fans that are Maryland basketball fans, but they don't sell the coach's house when he loses a big game. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where this ramped up from, but that's just isn't the case. And you know, Gary Williams got booed after a game and he basically told the fans to F off and went to two straight final fours. Um, I, you know, I, I don't get it with, with this. And, and, and Barry's Luger wrote a really good column about this the other day um, in that, you know, Turgeon came here. Uh, he's a Kansas guy. He came here to coach in the ACC. He got three years in the ACC and Debbie and they moved. Yeah. with the, with some things she had done, they they were really short on cash, so they get about twenty five to thirty million dollars more a year to go to the Big Ten. They did that, and so now he's coaching in the Big Ten. And Maryland has a job in the Big Ten, really, is the same as Maryland in the ACC. And you know, you you have now a basketball school which does not have, and I didn't realize this. They're one of the few schools in big time college basketball that doesn't have its own practice facility. You know, really? Yes. And they have, and they've turned the old Cole field house into a football practice facility at the cost of $210 million for a program where eight wins a year in football is going to be considered spectacular. You know, they're, they're not sitting at the adults table at Thanksgiving with Ohio state and Michigan and even Wisconsin. They're sitting at the kids table with Rutgers and Northwestern and, you know, teams of that, maybe Illinois in most years. And, and they're just not so, you know, I don't know where they're going right now, but they were a great fit in the ACC and they're certainly not in the big 10. Yeah. Urban Meyer allegedly (laughs) berated his staff saying, justify your resumes, because I'm a winner. Who are you? Right. Was and this him going it. all Ricky Roma from Glengarry Glen Ross? <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. And, and, he, and he also said, you know, I've never had to deal with leaks before. Well, welcome to dysfunction in the NFL. Let me introduce you to one Bruce Allen, who had a regular leakage on Sunday mornings to Adam Schefter, where we as fans would be treated to this week's leaks as to what was going on in the organization. The flex seal guy couldn't fix all the leaks that was going on in Washington. So, you know, whereas he had complete control at Ohio state in Florida, it don't work that way in the NFL. When, when they want to leak, they leak. Yeah. Actually, Ricky Romo was played uh, by Al Pacino. He was, right. the, he was the one good salesman, of these shit real estate leads in, in Glengarry Glen Ross. It was Alec Baldwin's character who came in and basically said, you know, you guys are shit. I drove in on yeah. a Lexus that costs, and my watch costs more than the car you drove <laughs> right. in, the Hyundai you yeah. drove in on. What's my name? What's F- my you. name? That's Fucking my name. <laughs> <laughs> One of the all-time scenes, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, baseball, have you noticed, have you seen the story that MLB.com 
has instructed its reporters to not write about current players. Their website has no mention of current players, teams, or rosters. They are pretending like what baseball league? Because they're in a lockout. This is so, weird. You think it's a good idea? Well, what's what's the what's the win for them? What 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 do they gain well, you're by gonna, doing that? You're gonna have a league again at some point, right? Right. Yeah. You're gonna have well, the Yankees again and the Red Sox again at some point. Most of the players are gonna stay put, right? It it appears that way, but but no sport has done as much damage to itself as baseball. Uh, you know, you you look at the television numbers. They're they're getting like what NFL exhibition games get for World for Series playoff games, right? But yeah, but franchise values have soared. Revenues yeah. due to regional cable networks are still strong, and and player salaries. And I know nobody is going to cry about this. Have been flat for five years. Right. Flat right. for mm-hmm. five yeah. years. Well, they figured it out. They they don't they don't give second contracts. Uh, and, well, they give huge all. deals to a handful of guys, insane right. deals like oh, yeah. Max Scherzer's deal, and then everyone else they're like, "Nah, fuck you. We'll get somebody else." Yeah, right. So so if you have that one, you know, diamond, that ruby, you you pay for it. And yeah, the, but the but the 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 you the value of a union is to protect the proletariat, the working man, and the in, baseball in union. Theory. Yeah, but but the baseball union, uh, while it was very strong under Don Fear, who was a really despectic guy, but uh, he understood how it worked. Uh, they have Tony Clark, who's a former player. I don't think that usually works well. I was going to say work all that well with Gene Upshaw, a former player running the the, the uh, NFL Players Union. Right. I don't think it works well in baseball. Do you think that they have the stones to actually impact spring training and or the regular season that the union could hold firm on this or no? Uh, they used to be able to. I don't know whether they can or not. Um, baseball careers are longer, but uh, I think if they if they roll out the scab program again. You're going to see some people crossing. Now, uh, this was ruled illegal by Judge Sotomayor before she right. joined the Supreme Court in 1995. So I don't know whether that holds still now that they can't field scab teams, but it'd be interesting to see if they tried it. All right. Finally, I need a ruling from you on this. Sarah Fuller, a female place kicker in college football, tweeted one year ago today. I made two field goals in a Power Five conference football game. Did she? I well, I went to the responses. She link somebody linked in her defense a page from the rule book saying try for point one point field goal, and it called an extra point a field goal in the technical description deep in the bowels of the rule book. A field goal. People went to town on that going, yeah, no, that's not a field goal. All of your stats say zero for zero on field goal attempts. Stop it already. Yeah. I need a ruling, Andy. I need a ruling. I would say no field goals. No. You, you, <laughs> I mean, that that's that, that's a weird term anyway. They use it in basketball, which I don't, don't quite get. Right. But yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. I, I mean, not, I, I, now you'll disagree with me. But I think there is a possibility there could be a female kicker at some point in football. Not, no. not not tomorrow, but at some point there could be. Andy, they'll never be. You know why? Why? 
none will be better than a man. There'll be there's too many men who are better at kicking than women. Well, it's a, a simple woman. It <laughs> it could be it could be a it could be a woman who was born with like an extra ligament in her knee, which gives her super kicking powers. Somebody responded, uh, Samantha, you made two extra points, not field goals. On this day last year, I dropped 37 in my men's league game. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Well, there's plenty of chauvinistic snark comments to be made. Those yeah. those are never in short supply. Yeah, I know. All right, Andy, go enjoy the Monday Nighter. Thanks, as always, for checking in, and we will talk to you next week. Very good, Zane. Talk yeah, to Oakley Doakley, let's wrap on a couple of items here. How are we doing on COVID and sports? The Chicago Bulls have been testing players and coaches multiple times per day. And guess what? They found a team-wide outbreak. The good news is that the Bulls players are all vaccinated, which means they are unable to contract COVID. No, they're vaccinated, but they're... The good news is they're not dealing with too many severe symptoms. Said Bulls coach Billy Donovan, quote, maybe it's because of, maybe some of it's because of the vaccination. Yeah, you'll never know. We got a lot of guys sitting at home with no symptoms right now. That's obviously a good thing because I think when guys have gone through a real difficulty getting really, really sick, it's really made it a lot harder for them coming back. We do have some guys that have felt under the weather. We have guys that have very, very mild symptoms and some guys that just don't have any. And yet, Kyrie Irving is the bad guy because he said, yeah, I'm good. Don't want the vaccine. Don't need the vaccine. Not going to get the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) NBA has had to cancel several Bulls games because of the outbreak, and it's not even Christmas. Wait till they start finding Omicron. Oh, my God. Uh, I saw where the NFL has had just about as many COVID protocol sit-outs this year as last year. Think about that. Just as many COVID sit-outs this year as last year, despite all the vaccinations, all the rules. All the arm twisting, all the mandating, all the suspending of players like Antonio Brown, who faked it with his fake card. As many, if not more, this year. Wow. Huh. What if anyone would say, you know what? <laughs> what we did last year, emptying stadiums, that was a stupid, worthless waste of time. Wasted time, flushed a lot of money, cost people jobs just disrupted people's lives. Let's, you know what? We need to do a deep dive on, did this actually work? (laughs) Ha ha. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're never going to do that. Naval Ravikant is an American Indian entrepreneur and investor. He also does a podcast series. Sometimes his podcast episodes are as little as three minutes long, which is very weird. It's very anti-Joe Rogan. But uh, if he if he has a three minute thought, he'll get it out there, and, and you can subscribe to it. Naval N A V A L, Google him. You'll find out who he is. He's the co-founder and chairman of, uh, and former CEO of something called Angel List. Anyway, Robert Kant said recently in a podcast that groups never admit mistakes. Groups never admit mistakes, and when the group is one with power, say government, 
or have prestige experts or are celebrities or media and have a lot of their credibility at stake, oh, I would imagine those groups, their resistance to admitting error is multiplied tenfold, if not more. But Naval said the following, groups never admit failure. A group would rather keep living in the mythology of we were repressed than ever admit failure. Individuals are the only ones who ever admit failure, and even then, they don't like to do it. But eventually, they can be forced to. A group, he says, will never admit they were wrong. A group will never admit we made a mistake. Because a group that tries to change its mind falls apart. I'm hard-pressed, he writes, to find examples in history of a large group that said, we thought A, but the answer is actually B. Usually what happens in that case is a schism, where you go from, say, the Catholic Church to the Protestant Church and so on. There's a divergence and usually a lot of infighting. This happens in crypto land, he says, too, where the coins fork off. Bitcoin doesn't suddenly say we should have smart contracts. ETH doesn't suddenly say we should have been immutable. I I don't know what I I was on the board of a foundation, he writes, that was charged with giving money out for a cause. I found it very disillusioning because what I learned was that no matter what the foundation did, they would declare victory. Sound familiar? Every project was victorious. Or as Borat would say, ah, yes, a great success. (laughs) And there's a reason why groups do this. It's because that nobody wants to say we were wrong. There's always a certain part of the group that's like, nope, nope. It had to be something else. Couldn't have been us. He said there was a lot of black, a lot of backslapping. There was a lot of high-sounding mission statements and vision statements and a lot of congratulations, a lot of nice dinners, but nothing ever got done. I realized this was because there is no objective feedback, he says. There is no loss. It's all social profit. They couldn't fail. Again, sound familiar? And because they couldn't fail, they misdirected resources all day long. And eventually, of course, such groups run out of money. Ah, yes. Unless you're the government. Then you never run out of money. You have infinity money. And you just say, money machine, go... And print some more. Thought that was interesting. I had to share. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, they're never going to admit they made a mistake. They just need to figure out a way to, uh, you know, quit doing what they're doing. Like testing. They need a good excuse to stop testing. Finally, talk about taking one for the team. Dateline New Zealand. A man who was vaccinated against COVID-19 up to 10 times in one day is being sought by the authorities. What? He's being called very selfish. Unbelievably selfish. You're like, wait, what psychopath would get vaccinated 10 times in a day? How much of a hypochondriac is he? Uh, It's not because he was afraid. He was taking one for the team. He was getting vaccinated and getting a card for other people who did not want to get vaccinated. The authorities said it could cause serious harm from the people who are not vaccinated 
because they now can say that they are with the proof of their card while the other guy took 10 jabs for nine other people. And they're spreading the virus, they say. I don't know. What about the harm to the guy that got 10 jabs in one day? How do you hide that 10 of those? I mean, what do you tell them on your arms? Like, no, ignore those five. Do it on this arm, please. Do it on my leg. Do it in my back. All right, last one from Larry the Cable Guy. I don't want to say my church is getting too secular for Christmas, but I'm not sure if having the Grinch stealing baby Jesus in your nativity scene is sending the right message. Very good one there, Larry. Get her down. Get her down. That is a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading. Spread the word about Zabecast Nation. Subscribe on Fridays as well to help support the whole adventure. Adventure. Go to Zabe.com slash premium. Find out how to do that. If you have any questions, any problems, any glitches, just reach out to me, Zabe at Yahoo.com, and I will respond promptly and get you in touch with our customer support, Chris Broussard, and you will be squared away and on your way. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time.